Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Thank you for joining me today. It's great to be here and we're going to dive right into the scripture today. I hope you're ready to really get a blessing from the word of God. I am. Uh, The scripture here today is Psalm 135 verses 15 through 18. Psalm 135 15 through 18. If you have your Bible, go ahead and turn there. If not, just listen closely. I'm going to read it and then we'll go through it a little bit. Oh, what good scripture this is. Psalm 135, 15 through 18. The idols of the heathen are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Neither is there any breath in their mouths. They that make them are like unto them. So is everyone that trusteth in them. Wow. Look, in these four verses, there is more wisdom than many, many textbooks put together. Many, many great minds put together could not write this. This is, I believe, written by the psalmist, uh, written by the Holy Spirit inspiration of God. Amen. There's great wisdom in this. In fact, when I read it in my Bible and I was studying it, I had to just stop and say, wow, that is, whoa. Okay. So let's just kind of go through this for the next few minutes here and let's see what we can't pick up uh, and what we can't learn from, what we can't uh, not just understand, but apply to our lives and, and help us to to just grow closer to God as we draw nigh to him. He, his word tells us he'll draw nigh to us. So I believe he gave us this scripture for a reason. And it helps us identify specific, practically speaking, it, this helps us identify the world around us. Uh, the idols of the heathen are silver and gold. Okay, so who are the heathen? Uh, now, in this life, we might say, oh, that heathen over there, over there in Vegas gambling, that heathen, you know, oh, that heathen, that rebel rouser, blah, blah, blah. But back then, I believe heathen really applied to anyone that was lost, anyone that was not of God. Amen. So we could just say the idols of the lost are silver and gold. Well, that's really interesting that that was true then, because boy, how that is true today. I mean, you think about, you become, uh, you get to the age of accountability where you're no longer a child and you're an adult uh, and and you kind of put on your big boy britches. You know, there's a scripture in there. I think it was uh, the Lord uh, kind of rebuking Job and says, Job, you know, gird up your loins. Uh, get ready. I'm going to talk to you. Uh, hey, as an adult, uh, what do people do as, as they mature? Well, they are supposed to make proper decisions. They're supposed to use all that expertise, all that knowledge they, they've gained through school and through life. And yet, what do they do? Um, 99 out of 100 times, the heathen, they turn to what? Silver and gold. The world, they turn to silver and gold. Do they not? And, and how, uh, you know, why is it that way? Or how did it become that way? I can only imagine, but I believe it became that way because the world The culture we live in values silver and gold. That's the culture we live in. Uh, You know, and so it becomes an idol. No, not literal silver and gold, 
but materialism and material things. I mean, think about it. You, you may say, oh, Brother Clark, that's harsh. Well, is it? If you're at a job, are you not constantly trying to be promoted, constantly trying to get to that next level, constantly trying to earn more? Uh, if you're in society, are you not constantly measuring yourselves by how much you make or where you live or what car you drive or where you went on vacation or what clothes you wear? Hey, go to a big city. I've always noticed that growing up near a big city, growing up near New York City and now living in the South for many years, I've lived here so long, I don't tell people I'm from New York if I don't have to. I know better than to say that I'm a Yankee, but... Uh, Hey, I grew up there. Oh, they love fashion there. They love brand names there. Oh, they're, they're, you'll see people fly from all across the world to go to the stores in New York at one time or another, and, and they'll be, have suitcases behind them. The suitcases are empty. They bring over to fill up and bring back to their homeland. And people in the city and visitors of the city, they love that brand name. They love the fashion. What is it? It's trying to broadcast. They have some kind of sophistication, some kind of money. Again, all of these things are silver and gold. Uh, they might like a fine wine or they might like to uh, dine out or they might like uh, a nice uh, automobile or uh, live in a good neighborhood. All of these things uh, deal with that materialistic attitude of valuing silver and gold to the point that it becomes an idol. What is an idol? It's anything that you put in your heart before or above God. That's an idol. And we have to be careful as Christians not to make idols out of the things of this world and not to be like this world. So we're in the world. Uh, Paul writes uh, in the Bible that we can't uh, not be around sin because we'd have to be taken out of the world. So we're in the world, we're around this kind of sin, but we don't want to be of the world. We don't want to get caught up in that stuff. And it can be really difficult. Uh, but truly, the Lord is so much better than the things of this world. And to value God and to put him first in your heart, it, it, it's so amazing. You, you get peace that the world can't understand. And and you have this closeness with God and you have this understanding that, that wasn't there before. And, and it's just so lovely to put God first and to make him your all in all, to make him the one that you worship, the one that you seek to, to please, the one that you're after with all your heart. But the idols of the heathen are silver and gold, aren't they? And, and, and it's so sad, but in all this time with all this learning and all this knowledge, I mean, think about it. You have a smartphone, it's connected to the internet. You can basically answer most any question within a few clicks of a, a finger on a keyboard there or your little uh, screen, whatever it is, or swipes, I should say, I guess. You can learn anything. And you've got, I, I did a message one time where we're, we're talking about how the smartphone is uh, as smart as some space shuttles that go into space. You can look that up. It's unbelievable. We have all that computing power, all that knowledge, and yet we're still serving and worshiping these idols of silver, silver and gold. And then the, the verse goes on to say the work of men's hands. Well, isn't that true? I mean, people aren't out there uh, working for a living to just try to get a tree or a plant or something that God made, right? Now they may want to live in a nice area, but for the most part, they're looking for the work of men's hands. They are worshiping the work of men's hands. And you'll have people that have all of their hope. You know, think about it, what you're putting your hope in, your trust in, in that RV, in that boat, uh, in, in that uh, new jacket, in that new 
pair of shoes, in that new job, in that new partner in life, in whatever it is. They put all their hope in those things. And often all of these things, they're the work of men's hands. They're not even uh, truly made by God. And now they're made by people that God made. I understand that. But it, it is all worthless. You know, I think of Solomon writing about vanity. Oh, it's all vanity. That just rings in my head so often living in this culture, working in this culture, trying to earn a living in this culture. And constantly in my head, I'm just telling myself, this is vanity. This is vanity. This is vanity. Because it all is. Even if you think about in the workplace and corporate politics and, and all this, we're supposed to do a good job. We're supposed to work as unto the Lord. But oh, do we see people that are just trying to get a position, a name for themselves, to brand themselves and to move up and to step over someone else to get to the top. That's not how God intended it, I don't believe. That's not how heaven's going to be, I don't believe. And so we see here in the first verse that we're studying, uh, Psalm 135, verse 15, that, that people, you know, the lost, it's silver and gold is what they're after. And when we're saved and we're changed and we have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, we need to change our priorities. We need to have a heart transplant to have a heart like Christ. You didn't see Christ coming in the world in his earthly ministry, seeking a bunch of silver and gold. He had to ask, he had to say, show me a penny. You know, he had to uh, send his disciple down to go get uh, tax money from, from the water, from the sea. Okay. He didn't have anything. He didn't even have a place to lay his head at night. And he is our example. Amen. That's the idea of taking up the cross. For time's sake, let's move on to 16. Verse 16. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. So what what is uh, the psalmist saying here? He's saying that these idols that, uh, that, that are the work of men's hands, uh, they're dumb. They, they have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes, but they see not. Well, what's the importance of speaking if you have a mouth? Well, I would say the first thing that comes to my mind is wisdom, right? And so here we are getting wisdom from the Bible. And here, you know, here uh, we understand that the, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord, right? And yet here people are worshiping idols. They're worshiping things that have no inherent wisdom about them, that they are dumb. And so I think it's really interesting. And that's why so many people, they always want that next thing. And then they're disappointed and they move on to the next thing without ever realizing that the thing that they desire is just not going to satisfy because it is dumb. It is not going to speak uh, it's not doesn't have wisdom. It's not going to impart knowledge. It's not going to help that person grow and develop and walk close to the Lord. More than likely, it is going to bring them further off into a hopelessness, into sin, into uh, uh, just covetousness. Right? That's another one that comes out of this scripture: is the idea that we we covet oftentimes what others have, and we see what others have, and we try to convince ourselves if we had what they had oh, we'd be happy. That's where you get the whole, uh, you know, thinking about what the neighbors got and so on and so forth. The truth is true peace and joy only comes through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, nothing else. So they have mouths, but they speak not. They have eyes, but they see not. And what does eyes signify? Well, it means that these idols that they're worshiping have no knowledge or understanding and cannot even see them, cannot even understand them, have, cannot respond to them. They have ears, but they hear not. Neither is there any breath in their mouths. What is this saying? It's saying that, hey, you know what? They are not God. Who is God? God is one that can speak. He can see. He can hear. 
Uh, he has all control. The Bible says he is everywhere. He is Alpha and Omega. He's from the beginning to the end. There is no there is no variableness or turning of God. He's always the same. He's perfect. He knows all. He sees all. He hears all. He is all in all. And the idols that they were worshiping then, the heathen, and those that the lost worship today are the same. They can't do anything for them. There's no use in them. And so what we need to do as Christians is understand that we need to turn to God and we need to make a priority out of what God would have us to make a priority, which is his ways, his commandments. Uh, we need to get into the book. We need to study the book. We need to be all about God. We need to walk on that narrow path and when we do that, we're going to get really far off from the world. If you want to be close to God, you're going to have to get far off from the ways of the world. That's just a fact of scripture, that these two things, they're like oil and water. They don't mix. In fact, they're polar opposites. And that's what we see in the scriptures. Finally, here we have verse 18. They that make them are like unto them. So is everyone that trusteth in them. Okay, they that make them are like unto them. Well, what does that mean? That means those that make these idols are also dead, right? They're spiritually dead. They're not saved. They're not born again. Uh, they have not put their trust, their hope, and their faith in Jesus Christ. And so they are like these dumb idols. They are acting dumb in doing it and making these idols, but they are also headed for the same fate. And it says, so is everyone that trusteth in them. This just drives home the point. Even if you didn't make the idol, let's say an idol in your life is a car. And let's say you didn't make the car. You say, hey, I didn't make this car. I didn't make the advertisement. It just looks really nice. And I feel like if I had it, I'll be happy. And so I'm just going to keep working and thinking about it and spending all my time trying to get it. Well, just because you didn't make it, you are still trusting in that for your joy, for your peace. You're still putting that above God. And therefore, you also are dead, spiritually dead. You also are headed for uh, devil's hell if you don't accept Christ as your Savior. That's some tough truth here, but that is the truth. And we must understand that Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved. And that once we're saved, we need to have that heart change. We need to turn into just rock solid Christians, not bending on anything, but standing firm on God's word and understanding that we have a choice to make. Do we turn to the ways of the world and the, and the things of the world, which the Bible tells us are dumb and is fruitless? Or do we turn to the ways of God and the things of God? You know, the Bible says he'll give us the desires of our heart if we seek him. So let's choose to seek him today. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119 verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.